0: The theatre, the theatre. Sing it out, Louis! Theatre, theatre. To be or not to be. Theatre, theatre. The play's the come. Hey. Hi, friend. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you <guys> <laughs> my are
0: you
1: room, full still from your thanksgiving day my room smells like turkey farts yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie not i get that lie, you know that tracks.
2: yeah but it's like glorious like i'm i'm really kind of like wrapping wrapping myself in that blanket
1: how about you guys how you feel siege
3: Oh my God, I'm still full, but like kind <laughs> of can't stop walking into the kitchen and staring at the leftovers because sure. they look so good. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I think I'm still in that, like I ate so much, which meant I slept horribly. So like I need like a post Thanksgiving nap.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I, I did a, a leftover uh, brunch this morning, you know, I just Ooh, threw it, threw it all in idea. a... Threw it all in a uh, cast iron and threw it in the oven, nice. and uh, just ate it out of the cast iron because why not? Yum. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm that was delicious. You. We are recording this the day after Thanksgiving, so we're a little allergic <laughs> <laughs> from the turkey. Triple, Triple. fan. We got Triple fan. fan. Our blood streams, but we're feeling good. I I had an apple persimmon. Excuse me, apple pear persimmon pie. <gasps> um, phenomenal. Ooh, that, sounds that sounds
3: delightful. From
1: it was so good, and it was—it's uh, from Seed Bakery. Shout out to Seed Bakery in Pasadena. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Seed,
3: you... send us your stuff. Yeah, yeah Seed. Uh,
1: <laughs> not sponsored, but <laughs> we would totally accept it. Um, this is a special episode. This is kind of fun. I—I'm I, going to do the intro and stuff, but this is like a this is this is kind of new for us, and I'm—I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy about it. Yeah. This new is new like for a the
2: first time.
1: Yeah, at, it's like a well, hangout session. Yeah. Um, but we're still going to get into stuff. We're still going to talk theater. We're going to get real nerdy. Mm-hmm. But I might as well do the intro like normal, right? I mean, Hell yeah. fuck it. Please. Welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater people made by three theater nerds from the LA theater scene. I'm mm-hmm. Jay Bailey Burcham.
3: I'm CJ Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett.
1: That's right. And we're each members of the Sacred Fools Theater Company, and each week we get together to talk about plays and playwrights that we have strong opinions on, and we discuss, debate, and disseminate all over them. That's right. And this week, we're doing something a little bit special. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, first of all, it's we're coming to the end of our season. We're going to do sort of one more cap final season finale so that uh, you have something to listen to through the holiday break. But uh, this is the last thing that... We're at least putting out this season uh, that's just the three of us, and it's kind of nice. It's a finale episode. We're going to talk about the season and things we enjoyed about it and Mm -hmm. things that we experienced theater-wise in the time of COVID, and we're going to talk about the playwrights, but best of all, and what I'm most excited for is we're going to rank... All of the playwrights that we (laughs) covered this season, which is going to be a very hard situation of killing darlings. Oh, man. I don't Uh, feel good about it at all. It's intense. I don't feel good about anything. I'll be honest. The the harder thing for me, though, was the the creating my top ten plays we read. That kicked my ass. I just had like a lot of trouble with that.
2: You know what I did, Bailey? Was mm-hmm. I went? I I tried to not look at any notes, not even look at at the at the listings. I tried to go entirely by memory. Yeah. So so when I did the the actual playwrights list, there was one person I forgot. And when, I <laughs> who I, when I remembered who it was, and you'll yeah. understand why. Uh, I was like, oh, fuck, and it changed my whole order. Of course, um, it did. <laughs> um, but with the plays, what I found out was I tried to do plays from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard. It, it was really hard, especially cause in those early episodes where we were just reading as many as we, as we could. Yeah, we were just <laughs> trying to get as many as we could. Uh, yeah. there were a few of them that I was like, holy shit. But then I found that that really making the list from memory really informed how I ranked everything. Yeah. Um, Because I kind of just made a list of of each of the plays from each of the playwrights. Right. And it was a cool list. And and it was exciting to me. And we'll get into it. It was exciting to me how one play in particular stayed with me Mm -hmm. after I was like, "Ah," even during recording the show. It's fine. But it stuck with me. And now my my whole thinking is entirely different.
1: I'm the same way. I had a couple that I was like, oh, this is my favorite play of all time. And then when I was making this list, I was like, no, this one beats it. This random one I had never read before that I, yeah, it's crazy. It's so
2: fucking crazy.
3: Uh, You know, it was interesting for me because looking back, I was like, there were so many of these playwrights that I knew none or very little of their work. Sure. So I thought of it in a couple of different components. And then the one that got the most prose ended up stacking up on top. But it was, it was literally like, would I love to be in their plays or yeah. would i love to be in this particular play was this play easy and was it a good read right um so i came at it a couple different ways and then all of the goods that stacked up won over i don't know i like i said i feel terrible about these
1: things it's hard to kill uh, darlings yeah <laughs>
2: what, what what was what was kind of your i i ended up Forming a base for my criteria right. for these rankings, Bailey. What did you? CJ said she went with which ones read the best and which ones she wanted to be in the most. What would what would you say your criteria was?
1: Yeah, my criteria. It's it's interesting because. When I'm looking at the list, especially for the plays, my criteria criteria is very much based in, yeah, what do I want to be a part of? Mm. Like, what do I Mm -hmm. feel most attached to as an artist and not necessarily as Bailey, right? Like, what do I as an artist really want to tackle? But then you're right. There's those moments where I'm like, yeah, but as Bailey, this play really affected me. And maybe that's how I should be going. So I was Mm -hmm. back and forth, I'll be honest. And that's why it was hard for me with the playwrights. I ended up going purely with how they affected me personally. Mm-hmm. I was just okay. like, this is a pure Bailey list. Forget the artist side of me. And just like, how did these affect me as a as an audience member slash reader? So yeah, that's kind of what, what I went for. What about you, Scott?
2: Yeah, I was similar. I, I ended up going with two things. How did reading these plays or rereading them in many cases yeah. affect me? How did I feel about it? Not... My What I wanted my involvement to be, but just how right. did it hit me yeah um uh, and on a visceral level, and then it became tricky, but I kind of went with endurance, like yeah. which of these playwrights had the biggest impact and has ha- has lasted or will last the longest like yeah. I don't think I'm revealing anything that that our final final episode we're going to be doing. Shakespeare and Shakespeare's comedies so Mm -hmm. I was thinking a lot about that like why do we still talk about Shakespeare after Hmm. Jesus Christ we're getting on to 500 years right like why do we still stick with it and so I kind of was like oh if I apply that to this list where do Mm -hmm. things start to fall and why Mm -hmm. do they fall there and does that make any of these uh, bigger or lesser, and, and I would say
1: if I went by that criteria, I would probably have a very different list. If you want the truth, I mean, I think that's
2: the fun. That's going to be the yeah. fun part. Is like <laughs> all of our lists are going to be way fucking different. I think. I love that. Before yeah, we get into the lists,
1: be. I'd love to ask just about the pod, like real quick, y'all. Like, how has this podcast helped you? Not helped you? Affected you through COVID? Because this has been for me, just to start it off. This has been like the thing I look forward to every week is recording these things, putting them out, checking the analytics, reading the reviews, posting on Instagram. Like it's it's created um, an artistic outlet for us and also just like an educational outlet for me that I really been hungry for. And in the time of COVID, this has been a godsend so i appreciate y'all so fucking much for being a part of this and oh. listeners for listening and being a part of it but how has this affected y'all is this a good podcast do you fucking hate it what are you feeling <laughs> 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 cj please please go um
3: first. I, no like everything you said bailey seconded um i ever since i started listening to podcasts which my first one was Serial, of course of course um, <laughs> I, ever since then, I was like, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. Every time I'd hear a new one, I'd be like, well, why didn't I come up with that idea? Well, I can't do that one now. And right. um, I, I'm i so glad because it's like, I just feel like, and and now, you know, we've made it through our first season. It's like, wow. this is something I have always wanted to do. And yeah. the time arose and we seized it and we did it and we've stuck with it. And I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of it. it makes me nervous in a completely different way. I know yeah. we've all talked about this, but like going on stage and performing live is is a completely different nervous from this
1: sure it mm-hmm. absolutely is yeah, because you know one you don't have the audience right there giving you the reaction we're we're trying to have fun and and be funny and 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 light and whatnot uh but also profound and we, <laughs> you know when you can't hear what the audience is is uh is feeling it it there is that nakedness, right? I think is what you're referring to. And- yes,
3: well and I've also had episodes where literally like the whole week after I'll be like, I can't believe I fucking said that. Yeah. I get that. I get that.
1: I've said a few things that would definitely cancel me in the real world. (laughs) Well, and to
3: varying degrees. Like, even when I was like, why would I have that opinion of that? That was stupid. I I sounded like an idiot. Like, just stuff like that. Can you
1: think of any right now that you want to correct right now in this moment? Like, telling everyone how Les (laughs) Mis is actually profoundly brilliant? Like, anything like that that you want to (laughs) Is there anything that comes to mind?
2: Nothing like that.
3: Oh God! Meow. Nothing comes uh, to me immediately, but got anyway, it. Scott. Uh,
2: well, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for both of you, and um, I, I think we talked about this early on. But for our audience, who don't know. This all started with us just being fucked up one night after <laughs> after a late night show and yeah. us getting wasted at my apartment
1: going. Yeah. And I think it was Bailey specifically
2: went, we should do a podcast.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because I've always been told my, ho- I, like, since podcast started, they were like, the only reason to start a podcast is if you're already having the conversations that you would then record for a podcast. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah. And that's exactly what we were doing. We
2: were coming every back night. Up- after doing late night theater and talking about theater and, uh, and it would segue and spin and all that. Um, And then COVID hit and I lost my job entirely my right. company shut down right um bailey you were out for for a, i was a furloughed while. for a few
1: months by and the playhouse yeah
2: cj you kept working but you know obviously you the stresses changed and the world changed and the artistic yeah, no work theater, was gone. all
3: of yeah. a sudden weeknights and weekends are just wide yeah. open and yeah. i ain't used to that
1: and all, all three all of time. us are i mean it's just true like arrogance aside like the three of us uh, are extremely working artists yeah we Always have some kind of project going on, even if it's not paid. Um, we are always doing something. So this is It's weird. not paid. It's <laughs> paid for suckers. <laughs>
3: I love working for free. You do. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: cigarette I mean, smoking whore. You cigarette smoking, um, or is it chain smoking? It's chain smoking. Was whore. It chain I smoking, apologize. I don't know either way. I'm pro ho. Either way. Either Let's, way. Let's make this clear to the listeners, though. We say whore in a loving way. Okay, we're yes. pro ho on this podcast. We've made that very clear. Here, here. Um, there is no derogatory, uh, you know, use of it on this podcast. Uh, but CJ is in fact a chain smoking uh, with...
2: I also want to give a shout out because oftentimes, like when I when I when I started talking to. Some of my friends, especially some of my male friends, about the show sure. and like how <laughs> Bailey and I have put CJ in a really precarious
0: situation. <laughs> we are two
2: loud, dopey motherfuckers, yeah. and CJ just like rolled up her sleeves and was like, "Boom, boom, 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 boom." boom. Uh,
0: you, know, uh,
1: you know, No, CJ, you handle yourself well among two uh, bulls in china shop.
2: Yeah, very so much so. Well, know no, it well. all, know it all bulls in china shop. Yeah, exactly. As far as I'm concerned,
1: like. Yeah. I'm it's okay.
3: I'm a big drunk cow in a China yeah, shop.
1: Hardly, so. hardly. hardly. Uh, uh, not far off. Yeah, I think we're. <laughs> I think we're all in the same category in that way. I, you know, and that's why we're all friends. That's why we mean a lot to each other, and that's why we're able to like get fucked up and scream at each other on Scott's balcony in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure people have overheard plenty of, uh, you know, ridiculous pop culture conversations that we've had, or even just podcast conversations. I feel like we talk about podcasts, like other podcasts. A Yes. Yeah. we could do a podcast on podcasts that we listen to. I feel like I think we're already like super 10 of meta, those. Right? There's a bunch of those right there. Yeah. Um,
2: but that's okay. I want to do a big crossover one. I want to do one With that's who? like. Like, just, like, theater, last podcast on the left, and then, like, a cooking <laughs>
1: podcast. Like, no, we'll get, just, we'll like, just
2: a random as
0: shit.
1: My really we'll good friends, huge shout out to actually one of the, they're on, like, the top 10 iTunes um, podcasts, or, I mean, uh, Apple podcasts right now. They're uh, Weed and Grub. My good friends mm. Mike Glazer oh. and Mary Jane Gibson, they are like, truly brilliant, and they do uh, the, uh, a podcast where they basically talk about different marijuana strains, and they make food, and they talk about food. He was on Worst Chefs in America on Food Network. <laughs> oh, and that's fun. Has, he's amazing. He has a show uh, at the Improv uh, during non-COVID times called uh, Glazed. His name's Glazer, and it's uh, a weed-based uh, stand-up night. And it is the most fun ever. And as you're walking in and stuff, they have all these different bongs and, like, crystal pipes and stuff. And they just load up everybody bowls as you're walking in. And as you walk out, they give you free joints. And everybody's just smoking together. It is a freaking blast. Last time – oh, sorry. My cat's scratching a box. Um, Last time (laughs) I was there, um, uh, Tiffany Haddish got up. Time before that, it was, like, uh, Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? So it's a massive – Super cool show, but they have a podcast, Weed and Grub, that we could, they're good friends of mine, we could easily hook up with them and do a crossover podcast if we ever got bigger than our, you know, couple hundred following, and then they just were on Doughboy's. Oh they shit! He just did a fucking crossover with Doughboys, which is probably the most listened to podcast on the planet. So oh,
3: okay, okay, I don't. Good know Good for
1: one. them. So we'll do a crossover sometime. Scott, did you finish telling us how this has affected you? Did you say all that? I I um, well, just uh, thank you. Um, I, I just <laughs> just in that. I,
2: I had just finished recently within the past year. I'd done a three-year term as artistic director, co-artistic director right. at the Sacred Fools Theater, which required me to read a lot of plays, yeah, a lot of original plays that were being sent in of, of various degrees of quality. I, I, I don't mean to disparage anybody or anything. So when this started and I was like, oh... I got to sit down and you because know, I was reading plays. You know, I had to like literally schedule play reading over a three-year right. period of time. Going okay, between this hour and this hour, I can get Act One of such and such read. Right. Um, so for this to come back to it and to come back to what are an ins it's an insane assemblage of playwrights that we have. It is the most eclectic group of playwrights I could yeah. think of. Let's and... be
1: super straight up with ourselves and give ourselves a little pat on the back. And to anybody who is <laughs> listening and reading along, like, we've read, like, a 100-something plays, I feel like. Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. This is crazy. Maybe yeah. not that many. But at the beginning, we were reading, like, over 10 per... Well,
3: we've done at least 50 plays yeah. out of all
1: of these, and I think. And that's... This is a good exercise. This is a gem is what this is. It's been great. Yeah. Anyway, keep going, Scott. Oh,
2: just to wrap it up. Thank you. I I was just going to say just the pleasure of reading some great plays. Yeah. The pleasure of rediscovering plays, the pleasure of getting my ass handed to me by playwrights that I kind of dismissed or Mm. uh, uh, underestimated. There's there's one in particular that I'm like, she almost made me cry. Um, Just like, just from sheer volume and power of work um yeah and um so it was just a pleasure to do that and to be able to sit and read these plays you know one of the our sub themes that we keep coming back to is uh talking about what our experiences with our are with some of these plays whether that's seeing them being involved in productions having not seen them at all and only Mm -hmm. reacting to the script on the page which is you know, such a different experience. And I think it's all, all part of, you know, theater being a collective and communal art form and the playwright's the one that, you know, tees up the ball. And so just, it was just a pleasure like to, to discover and rediscover some folks.
1: Agreed. 100%. Are there, before we get into our actual rankings also, do y'all have any like surprise hits that don't end up on your top 10 list? Um, You know, some things that surprised you that you were just like, Oh, holy crap. This was a great play. It didn't make it on my top ten, but I never knew about this play before this, and now.
2: For me, um, there were two, and I kind of used, I kind of used this as a basis for picking my plays as well, which are yeah. kind of the ones that just stuck with me from memory or from experience. Sure. Incident at Vichy, I think, was a huge surprise to all three of us. We ended yeah. up getting a crew together and, and doing a private reading of it, and that was Incident at Vichy. Yeah. Um. Which is a 50 year old Arthur Miller play that I had never heard of. I don't think right. any of three of us had heard of or had experience with and how shockingly timely it was, how shockingly politically timely it was and socially yeah. conscious it was. Yeah. That um, was surprising. Yeah. So that, that's, that we just hadn't um, heard of it. It was just, so yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I never yeah.
1: even heard of it. I had never seen it put up and I started, you know, we asked around, we did a little, but like you said, Scott, we did a little reading of it just among um, Sacred Fools members and, We sort of asked, like, had anybody heard of this? And one person said, I've seen it done at, like, Jewish community centers. And we were like, okay. yep." But, like, does it exist outside of that? Not really. And that was was interesting. That was a Mm -hmm. big surprise. A big surprise for me um, were two plays that we read by Durang that Mm -hmm. I was, like, very surprised by. One was Sister Mary, Ignatius. Mm -hmm. I had never read it. I had kind of heard of it. But this was... So fun to read and then watch the Diane Keaton um, Showtime one was super fun. I just didn't know that one. That was a surprise for me. And then Betty's Summer Vacation, Mm. which I don't know if I ever made y'all read. It was one I think I read um, Mm -hmm. for the Durang and it ended up winning my Durang list that week. Um, It's really freaking good. It's something that's kind of just sat with me that I've wanted to reread.
3: Boy, listening to y'all talk, I'm like, wow, our lists are really going to be really really different for sure, that's great sure. um, i mean that's, that's the whole
2: the whole fucking point if it, yeah. if, we, if all of our lists came out the same then i would say Frank something's wrong yeah yeah it's like uh, oh these idiots all agree
1: <laughs> yeah <Remember laughs> they're all vogel? idiots remember, and all their choices are idiots remember in our last episode with vogel where all three of you had the exact same list and yeah i know i was like oh man wow yeah. you know but it, that's right funny no it was, was it was legit yeah. Yeah. um these all right go ahead idiots yeah um
3: Honestly, I had my two biggest surprises were Arthur Miller in general, because that was also when I was just, that was when we were like, trucking through as many fucking plays as we could. Yeah. And I kept reading a lot of his stuff that I was like, wow, I this is so good. The one, the first one that comes to mind is called The Last Yankee. And I've mm. never even heard of it being done anywhere. Yeah. It's a random little one act. And then I, just in general because I hadn't read or seen or anything of her stuff, Paula Vogel. Like yeah. she was yeah. my she was my favorite this yeah. time around. And um and then also learning what I learned about Beckett. Um, mm. He's he's still not necessarily my favorite, right. but I but I have massive respect for his work and for who he is as a person now that I know more about him. Yeah, and I am I am down to dive into his stuff way more and understand it better and read it better and hopefully see it wow. in a couple different places. You know,
1: absolutely. Another one that surprised me was uh, Body Awareness by Annie Baker. I had never read it, didn't know about it. I was like, oh,
3: wow, that was really
1: good. I like that one. Can I ask a quick one? Because then I want to get into our top 10 plays. What was your favorite movie we had to watch? uh, Number one, what was your favorite movie we had to watch this season?
2: Mine will remain Casablanca for a while. It was Casablanca.
1: Yeah.
3: The first one that popped into my head was Fences, because I'd never seen it before. And I just... It god was that so, was good it's so good and but i also liked noises off too because just watching a bunch of like pros knock it out of the park yeah yeah and i yeah that was fun too
1: those are definitely up there for me uh re um Jesus Christ Superstar all the way through was really fun again. Oh, I just hadn't yeah. really yeah. done it since it, it, i was a It'd kid. been a
2: while for me too. Yeah. yeah. I, just I had hadn't...
3: that I had three things on my list, actually. So
1: <laughs> I movie? had Jesus
3: Christ Superstar oh, yeah. as well, because it's it just... will always be. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one
1: that I, I know I love, but I just never I never decide to sit down and watch it, and I was so glad I got to, and then I was like, Oh yeah, that's that was so fun. Like it's just fun to watch. Cool. I'm glad
3: y'all liked it.
1: I think it's time to get into this because i'm really just excited to, i'm just excited to hear what y'all's are, are i want to hear your top 10 plays oh this is so hard i hate i, it. I more, hate my list i i spent
2: more energy on the playwrights themselves yeah um so this list like i said i i really just went by memory and sort of mm-hmm. visceral mm-hmm. um kind of stuff um and this is in really no particular order because i kind of went by each of the playwrights yeah so um you do you want to hear the, hear the whole list
1: i want to hear the whole list and if we okay, need to okay. stop and talk about something we can and right. if you need to explain something if you're like now the reason this is so low or so high you can right. go for it it's up okay to you. all right
2: okay so we're gonna start with into the woods so sondheim, wow. was, the, sondheim was the playwright that i couldn't that I had forgotten when I was by memory trying to list all the playwrights. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Right. I'm like counting and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like- Because technically
1: he, we don't think of him as a playwright. Right, That's not and the we first absolutely yeah. should. Like, right. I mean, for his sure.
2: words and his yeah. stories and the boldness of his, his ideas. But So Into the Woods, it has just stuck with me for the for years and years and years. Yep. It still makes me cry. I still think it's- it is uh, a play about forgiveness and specifically forgiving yourself a little yeah, bit, like right. taking the heat off your shit, like is this owning number, your shit. But this like, number
1: ten for you, you said, yeah. Yeah. Again, this it. is okay, th- okay.
2: Th- this isn't in a, in a big particular order. The right. next one was one of the plays that surprised me the most that I kind of dismissed, even after the first reading, was kind of like, why was this? so big and then kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it and mm-hmm. then went back and reread it and, re-read it, and it's the flick.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's I th- Annie Baker. And I think I've figured out or figured out her or like got a window into her, what she's trying to do. And the idea yeah. of connections, the idea of silence, the idea of awkwardness between lines, which theater is always, typically been fearful of sure you know oh my god you got you got you can't let it pick up that line pick up those cues <laughs> and she, here's there's a playwright going don't pick up the cues right take your fucking time
1: no exactly and, which is what uh, i love about her uh she's got a she's got one on my list as well uh okay eight
2: cool i'll yeah let me i'll zip through these a little faster uh angels in america part one specifically um <laughs> just it just stays wow. with me it just All stayed right. with me um Superior Donuts. Wow. Um, I don't even Let's. know if I could tell you that it's my favorite Tracy Let's Play. It's sure. probably not.
0: <laughs> it, but it
2: just stuck with me. And again, it, it could be, you know, a lot of this was visceral and I just sort of got that character. I got the idea of, of a character coming to terms with being older, coming to terms with being trapped out of fear, out of yeah. laziness in, in their world. Next up was the marriage of Bet and Boo, oh, um, which I I I think I was struck at the time of reading Christopher Durang, Durang that yeah. how personal it was, right. Both to him and to I his remember family. you
1: enjoying that one a lot.
2: I remember yeah. you bringing it up on the mm-hmm. pod, and yeah. I was like, because uh, I'd always kind of remembered it as kind of being this goofy thing, right? And it, it's it's highly theatrical, which sure. I love, um, but then just profoundly and simply personal and sad and and warm as well yeah.
3: that was the one you suggested for us to read right scott mm, we it might have been it might have been
2: i thought that been. was
3: like your plug like let's do mm, this one
2: i can't recall but it, it, it certainly could have been because i i read it for the first time back in the 80s when and that
1: was the that was the mini series when we actually started saying okay i choose this one you choose that one you choose that one and we'll all read the ones we each chose um before that we were doing this crazy thing where we were like let's just all read as many as possible <laughs> and, then and then come it, together it and be pretend like, like you're 11 p.m midnight. i don't know <laughs> if i can do this
2: yeah like, exactly <laughs> and, like, and, and then
1: and we felt bad if we only read like three or four so we were like all right i have to read like 10 to 12 and it yeah. was it was a, it was a clusterfuck. But yeah. we learned our lesson. Yes. We
2: did. And you know, and you know now we do our deep dives and yeah. and, and and our featured ones and then right. and then and then it opens up like you right. know where we can go up. Um love next that. up uh how I learned to drive. Yeah. Um I yeah. think is um it's elegant, it's simple. I love the structure and Certainly the the significance and the power and the not controversy, but the the triggering element of, you know, talking about incest and and sexual abuse and power like that and still try to create likable characters, characters that you can empathize with and still have funny moments and Mm -hmm. sincere moments, you know, um, dug it. If anybody
1: wants to know how we feel about Paul Vogel, listen to the last two episodes that we did. Yes. Right, keep please. Going. <laughs> uh
2: Next up, Cleansed, Sarah Kane. Hard, difficult, mm. challenging, something new. Um, and when we do our playwrights list, uh, I'll get in, more into it. But Cleansed haunted me for uh, a little while. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> next up, Uncle Vanya. I'm with you. I'm with you, Bailey. Like, they're just like. Chekhov, I think, was one of those ones that we, when we went, was like, "Oh, we're gonna do Chekhov now," and then, yeah. <laughs> "Holy shit, we're doing! Holy shit, we're doing Chekhov!" And I'm loving this. Like, I'm yep. really enjoying it. And um, so, Uncle Vanya. Next was Crap's um, last tape, mm-hmm. and this was another one that distinctly affected me and hit me. I was wondering uh, again, if that
1: was going to be your top or your second. I I knew it was going to make the list somehow. It,
2: yeah, it just it it just it it hit me, and I'd read it many years ago. And uh, you know, I think again, it's another story about you know it sort of coming to grips with getting older and having regrets and um, dealing with those regrets. And the idea of of doing a m- monographic play um, where you're in dialogue with yourself is yeah. this great idea. And then this last one was a weird one, but man, it has stuck with me. And I'm gonna do this play. I'm going to direct this play. Bailey and CJ, you guys can be with me on this. Or you <laughs> can be against me. It's the fucking scraker, dude. It's ah, Churchill, yo! it's the Scraker. I'm like, this play is fucked up and it's Holy weird. Shit. And it uses this it uses these elements that you know, both theatrical and yo. folklore and philosophy and i have to tell you this has
1: put a massive smile on my face that (laughs) striker is not only getting love but it's getting a top fucking slot it is like it's just
2: stuck with me and i'm like oh my i mean and and oh my goodness because what she wrote this in what the early 90s as my memory recalls yes
3: it was like 93 94 or something like that
2: yeah and that it passes the Bechtel test, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, that it's all just a pass of the Bechtel test. But that I think it's a way that, um and Bailey, uh, you you may or may not be with me on this. It's conversations between women that men don't get access to. Absolutely. And should get access to.
0: That's Churchill to get in general, yeah. Well,
2: that's Churchill ooh, ooh. in general, I think. I mean, Absolutely. And many of our female playwrights as, sure. as well. But, you know, and... And quite frankly, some of, you know, I think Chekhov hits a few points. But sure. anyway, it was I just it just struck me and it it fucking got under my skin and it creeped me out and it made me think and I was in it and next Let me, somebody else to go with your for, list for and... anybody
1: who cares. I'm gonna read that list back to you so that you it's very succinct. Number ten was Into the Woods. Number nine, The Flick. Number eight, Angels Part One. Angels in America Part mm-hmm. One. Number seven, Superior Donuts. Number six, Marriage of Bet and Boo by Christopher Durang. Number five, How I Learned to Drive. Number four, Cleansed, Sarah Kane. Number three, Uncle Vanya. Number two, Craps, Last Tape. And number one, with a glorious number one slot. That makes me so fucking happy. (laughs) Skryker. Which we also, I feel like we've talked about the Skryker on like every miniseries because we've, Compared things to the Striker a lot, where we're like, "Ooh, it's got Striker vibes. It's got that tone. Yeah, it's got yeah. that. I love it, Scott. I'm proud of that list. I think it's amazing. Thanks, I think this, the list uh, is proud of you. I think it well, appreciates you for choosing <laughs> it
2: for, for who I am. I yeah. should also say that this is the first episode in a while that some of us are drinking again. Yeah, we, we were drinking yeah. early on, going, "Oh, it's gonna be a fun drinking." smoking weed kind of thing. And then we realized this is fucked no. up. We can't do it. And then, but for today we're drinking, I'm drinking yeah. whiskey, whiskey and Turkey juice. Whiskey and Turkey juice. Gross. Some people call I it wonder... gravy. Some people call it gravy. I, I wonder why you're juice.
1: having Turkey farts. It's probably why um, um, that tracks, Um you know, at risk of making the other ones jealous, CJ, what's your yeah. top 10 list? So, yeah. Number 10.
3: Number 10, Happy Days.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
3: That was the biggest. Good. Well, I mean, Beckett was a surprise in general, but that one I was like, a lady, you say? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's I, Again, I just, I want more time with him and I'm looking forward to spending more time with Beckett and getting good. to understand him better.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things, uh, if I recall from that episode, is we we need to go back and do, an exam and do a deep dive into his later work where he starts... Writing more specifically for and about women, which I think was a great change in in his work and, and led to some fucking happy days. Pretty
0: fucking rad.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yes. And I think there's, I know for a fact it's in the bar at Fools. It's in the plunge. There's a whole wall of scripts, everybody. If you ever make your, get your uh, ass to Hollywood and want to go check out a good theater bar once COVID times are over, the plunge on Santa Monica Boulevard has a whole wall of scripts. And sometimes, yeah, in the middle of the day, I'll go in there and have a beer and just read fucking scripts. Yeah, Cause it's, I'm fucking a nerd. it's fucking so, heaven. Yeah, but I know for a fact they have this Beckett book that I used to pick up at the Hogwarts uh, restricted section. Which is um, a book of every single one of his works, including his uh, little short films and short plays and weird things. Uh, I'm gonna buy it for you CJ. I'm gonna find it for you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you have all the time with him that you need. Uh, whats number nine.
3: <laughs> nine, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike. Ooh. Oh nice. nice. Yeah, I, I just really enjoyed. Durang and I thought I liked all of his plays but that was I think my favorite and I'd never read it and plus I just I love David Hyde Pierce and I felt like he Mm -hmm. I mean that part was written for him so yeah yeah. eight pigs and dogs
1: that's the Churchill one right oh yeah oh nice I read that after you after that episode because you were like you have to read it and I was like okay and it's phenomenal
3: I just really dig I mean it's just like It's just a completely, it is a storyline and it is a perspective that I've never thought of before. And I'm like, huh, yeah, Yeah. that's good. I think it's a show that should be done way more. Agreed. Um, Seven was Blasted. Um, This is one of the only shows on my list that I had actually read before. (laughs) Right. Um,
1: Yeah, you had some history with it. So that, do you think that's why it's on there? Or do you think it really just holds up?
3: (laughs) um, I think my history with it for sure. And also just... The fact that it made me feel the same, like out of all of them, Sarah Kane was the playwright that I had physical reaction to when reading yeah, her plays. Right. So that to me is, it says something about it. And yeah, that show, I still felt as hyped up as I did when I read it the first time. So, it's a
1: hype inducing show. Oof. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a show. Six, Body Awareness. Oh, body shit. Awareness. Yes. Uh, five. By the writer
1: of this show. Of this yes. show is Annie Baker. Right, Baker,
3: for the Annie Baker Annie. just come have
1: a beer with us. She's written twenty-five. This is her twenty-sixth episode to write for us. Yeah. <laughs> What's great. really
2: crazy is that she wrote that line. That I What's even crazier is we've never met her, <laughs> right? Nor had any legal correspondence. Uh, no, I sent her a note don't that was her. returned.
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't pay her at all. She just sends us a script every week. She sends us
2: a script and we just do it. Yeah. Uh, Much like
1: Pam Quinn is our god... Mm-hmm. Um, Annie Baker right, is, she is our um, voice box. All I right. liked
3: that little thread we came up with with Pam that she it's is true. actually our god. Yeah, yeah. no way she,
1: she is, is our creator and therefore our god. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know why, go back and listen to uh, movie musical miniseries. Hey, yeah. hey,
3: everybody! Why don't you just go back and listen to all of our episodes? Why huh? don't yeah. you
1: go through the whole back catalog, you <laughs> fucking dicks? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. i'm kidding we love you <laughs> friendship <laughs> but
3: also well, listen I to the love other episodes you. okay uh okay number five maybe skip uh,
1: tracy lett's go like the first viewer uh, i don't know okay um no i know okay I number know five
3: mary page marlowe oh speaking yes of mr latz i love mm, Mary Page. yeah uh, that oh, was a yeah. good surprise for me. And yeah. yeah, that was one that, yeah, that I kind of randomly found and it stuck with me. Yeah. Four, how I learned to drive. Nice. Boat, I was his, hoping his, that his his would get
1: up high on somebody's uh, uh, list because it deserves it. And it didn't even crack my 10. And I was like, damn, it's like 11 for me. Mm-hmm. So We, I, both, I, I we both had that, that siege. Yep. That's I great. think that's might yeah. be
3: the only one we... So uh, far,
1: that is the only one you have uh, similar. So keep going. We'll uh, see.
3: Three, I put Incident at Vichy for three.
1: Nice, word, word. which did not make your ten, correct, Scott?
2: Um, it was kind of an asterisked right. one um, right. since Honorable we talked mention. about it and like right. yeah, I did actually physically put it on the list and then kind of skipped it when I was saying it, but yeah, it's on. yeah.
3: I have things to say about Arthur Miller, but I'm going to wait till we do the playwright rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. uh, two was Assassins
1: nice brand new
3: to me i'm i want to do it it's totally up my alley um this is this is my i'm gonna
1: call it right now i'm putting a stamp on this fucking shit this my favorite moment of the entire podcast so far is is the moment go back and listen to our sondheim shit the moment that i found out cj loved assassins when i was really worried she wouldn't Um, (laughs) i was just like yeah i went nuts because it's it's okay keep going i keep going it's great it's so good okay i just love love it when people find it and really connect with it because i'm just like it's such a piece of of niche work that like you're either gonna basically like love it or hate it Mm -hmm. right and so okay go ahead
3: and you're a jerk if you hate it um okay (laughs) and then one was august osage which was the only other script that i had read previously Mm.
2: nothing wrong with that love that list (laughs) the pulitzer committee agrees with you (laughs) well and i for
3: my list i kind of was forgetting let's at the beginning and i think it's only because he was way at the beginning you got two on there yeah well and i um when i pulled up I have a folder that I'm keeping all of my docs in that I keep my notes on and shit. Cause I'm a nerd like that. Yeah. Um. But when I would open up past episodes, the let's folder would pop up. I'd be like, God damn, that's fucking right. Tracy yeah. let has so many good plays that I love. Yeah,
1: it's true. He's great. And I even, you know, killer Joe gets an honorable mention for me. It didn't <laughs> crack my 10, but it's just, there's a few that I'm just like, they really live with me um, as Bailey and as an artist. And I, I love them. Um, I'm gonna read this back to you, Seid. So you ready? Yes. Number ten, Happy Days. Mm. I concur. Number nine, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike. Mm. Number eight. This is a great list, by the way. Number eight, <laughs> pigs and dogs. Mm. Number seven, blasted. Number six, body awareness. Number five, Mary, Paige, Marlow no, That's a great pick. Uh, for you're <laughs> right in the middle pick. That's brilliant. Number four, how I learned to drive. Number three, Incident at Vichy. Number two, Ass Ass ends. (laughs) One, August Osage County.
3: That would be correct. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. This is a great We'll see you later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Go
1: go, go pour yourself a drink. Yeah, you can (laughs) look out now. Um, No, this is a really cool list. And to, to compare, let's talk about it. We got August Osage County at top and we have a striker at top. Um, your only crossovers, y'all, are How I Learned to Drive. That's the only yeah. one. That's yeah. the only one. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, I have crossovers I, I, with both of you.
2: Just real quick, Siege. What yeah. was your criteria? Was it, was it just generally what you liked the most?
3: It really varied. Again, it was kind of taking which one had as many pros for me compared yeah. to other ones. And it was it was reading ones I was personally excited performing and ones that affected me emotionally that, and and I also went off that whole thing too, especially with the plays, cause there were so many, I was like, what ones do I remember? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And of course it's easy to remember all the Sarah Kane ones. Um, but like, I, I even tried to think because I liked all of these playwrights a lot and for different reasons. Right. Um so and usually there was at least one script, a mini series that I was like, wow, that I I loved that, you know? Yeah. So I think I was kinda going for that a little bit too. Yeah. It it's didn't have list. any rhyme or reason, I gotta <clears> tell <throat> you. No, no, no. That's
1: <laughs> right. it, a perfect rhyme or reason. No, it's good context <laughs> to know though. Yeah, mine is mine is like I said, this is more about like the artist Bailey. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas uh-huh. the playwright is more about uh, uh, about the person Bailey. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is this is an interesting <laughs> list, but there's some crossover um, here. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Yes. yes. Number ten, Carol Churchill's Far Away.
2: Ooh,
1: interesting. I'm proud of that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, It's a short deep one. Deep dive. It's a deep dive. It's a deep dive. Uh, it's a short one. It's one that I, um, I've directed and that just sticks with me and I, I have a lot of context with and I love. Number nine, Sarah Kane's Cleansed, Ooh, which is a crossover, crossover with you, Scott. Yeah, yeah Scott yeah. has that at number four, mm-hmm. but I, I've got this at nine. It's a little lower, but it's okay because I'm making up for it later. Number <laughs> eight. This is similar to you, Scott, because you had it at nine. The flick. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. Okay, I love mm-hmm. Annie
1: Baker's The Flick. It's one I'm gonna direct soon. I guarantee it. I'm putting that. I'm 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 pointing my homer. All right. I'm <laughs> yes, pointing, you are. pointing to the calling it right now. Um and we're gonna make tons of money doing it. Uh number seven, waiting for Gado. Nice. All right, nice. A classic. It, I uh, I
2: have to say that I I I went back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, you know yeah. what? It's it's been on my list for too long
1: as an artist sure. anyway. Um, and craps so is it. more your Beckett. That your it's the one
2: that I responded to emotionally yeah. the most. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at you. And, and yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's uh,
1: it's got It's Godot. Uh Number. Uh, I got to be six. honest, number four, five, and six are pretty much the exact on the exact same level for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, I could not decide the order, so I'm killing these darlings by putting them in this order, but just know that four, five, and six are pretty much the same. Uh, number six, Ass Ass Inns. Yes. Mm, agreeing with you. Siege, number five, The Seagull. Mm,
3: off well, That's
1: my only off on the list. Number four. Sunday in the park with joy, uh, putting you uh, together. To, yeah, it had to be there. Right it, bit. it just did. It just it has to be there. It has to be there on par with Assassins, and I didn't know which one to do. It it's uh it's it's fine. Red 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 red, red Eve. Um, number three. And I'm glad this got a number one slot, but I had to throw it in at number three, even though this was my number one play before we started this podcast, August, Osage County. I mm-hmm. figured
3: that one would be on your list. It is. Yeah. It, it
1: it Before we began the podcast, it was my favorite play of all time. The, the one production I had seen. I even love the movie. I just, it's a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this script. Yeah. Um, oh, how can you not
2: be? How yeah.
1: can you not be? But there's two that just on these rereads um, laid me out and uh, put me to bed, tucked me in and then gave me (laughs) night frights. Uh, Number two, Sarah Kane's Blasted. There
3: Mm. it is.
1: It's never gonna stop haunting me. It's never gonna stop living in my skin and bones and therefore it has to be really up high on this list. Mm -hmm. Number one, and i don't know how this didn't get more love i appreciate it it is on scott's list but this is my number one play of this whole thing y'all after the reread of both part 1 and part 2 ah angels in america mm-hmm. millennium approaches and podcast Troika. that mm-hmm. it's it's um i think undeniably perfect i don't think there's much we can really um Say negative about it. And... No,
2: I, I I wholeheartedly agree. and, yeah. and um, it's funny because I I didn't put a Kushner on here. It I there's no particular reason. I think right. that he sits in sort of this other world for me, like
0: yeah.
2: because of that perfection. It yeah. is a perfect play of its time, about its time. Yeah, engaged in its time, and it, it uses some. God damn, he's so fucking
0: brilliant yeah.
2: and that he can you know we talk about this a lot and for me it's a big deal and it's one of the reasons that when we get to the playwrights that i i chose my number one playwright and it's that tony kushner works in the universal and the personal at the same right. time with such utter balance right it's so perfectly human you understand exactly who these people are and and what they're goals are and what their objectives are remember when we
1: live tweeted with each other watching munich oh yeah Mm -hmm. the kushner movie (laughs) because he's just firing on a different level he's
2: he's you know and i think that that's informed by his uh americanism by his judaism and by his his homosexuality and that he's not afraid of any of those things and to be in that i can't that's a fucking great number one bro
1: I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. I'm gonna read that back to you real quick for anybody who cares. Ten far away. Eight cleansed. Sorry. Ten far away. Nine cleansed. Eight. I can't count. The flick. Seven Godot. Six assassins. Five the seagull. Four Sunday in the park. Three August, August Osage County. Number two blasted. Number one angels in America. Mm. I'm mm. really proud of all three of these lists, it's a good y'all. List. We pulled some. There's some really cool shout-outs on here. i I know I've already done this, but I'm gonna do it again. Um, superior donuts and marriage of bet and boo. That's really cool to throw on your list. I appreciate that a lot, Scott. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, yeah. It just, again, you know, I just was kind of going by what, what, what was the one that, the ones that stuck with me and yeah. ones I felt like, you know, I think bravery is a big deal with so many of our playwrights right um the fact that you will stand in the face of a of an oncoming train that is audiences and critics and directors and actors all of them babbling and all of them thinking that they know more than you and going Mm -hmm. i'm taking off my clothes and i'm going to stand here yeah and i'm going to let this train hit me and um, yeah, it's so incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a really big deal. It's a big it's deal. Like,
1: it's like, it's how I feel about Vogel with how I learned to drive. It's very mm. much that. Um, yeah. And I think, y'all, <sighs> <laughs> there's a few darlings I had to kill. Do you have any darlings you had to kill? I had to kill Endgame I had to throw that off. I had to kill How I Learned to Drive. I had to kill Top Girls. I had to kill Top Girls was Banya, one that I, Killer yeah. Joe, Laughing Wild. there's a lot. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. I mean, Godot. All that yeah, stuff. A lot of. I mean, a, a lot of yeah. I mean, like any of the. Bug was a play oh, that stuck bug. with me. I forgot a, about Bug. Bug I mean, really stuck with me, oh. man. um and Mine was uh,
3: also indecent. Mm, I, that one indecent, on the list yeah. and then I took it off at the last minute. It's um,
2: so good. You know, August Osage County w- was great, and and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more when we get into the, the playwrights themselves and, yeah. and all that. But, um wow. Yeah, I just I kind of just went. I I didn't think about it too much. Like uh, you know, there were some. The Godot Godot uh, was one that <laughs> I was almost on there and. Um, I almost put Death of a Salesman on there just because I've,
3: mm. I've, I've yeah
2: s- little things in my life, throughout my life, since I was a young actor, have circled back to that. But, you know, it's... Um,
1: Should we... You know, Go yeah. ahead and step into the playwrights. Let's I feel like it. that's, that's yeah. really all do we that. have left, unless we got anything else. I, I think I should go.
2: I'll I'll go last. The CJ. Yeah, let's why go. Why don't you start. Okay. Oh, okay. Or right. we go backwards, yeah, let's
1: let's go, let's backwards go backwards order. Yeah, let's go backwards order. So, yeah. Mine's a little controversial, and I hope that's okay. We're gonna. <laughs> go uh And I'll write y'all's down as we go, but okay. react how you want. Number eleven, because there's eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So, number eleven, Arthur Miller. Mm. mm. Sorry, wow. Arthur. Sorry, Artie. Uh, just couldn't uh, find a better place for you. That's just where you had to go. Number two, and they're all great. Let's let's say this oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, th- this
2: these is this is an absurd exercise. Obviously, you oh, know,
1: phenomenal. This is just I'm daily still as the human. How these affected me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So no hate on Artie Miller. I'm just, yeah. it's not my thing. No, we've all, and we've already talked about like that Vichy was such a big
2: deal for all of us. Like, you're not yeah. disrespecting.
1: Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And he didn't get anything on my top 10 either. So I feel a little bad, but he, maybe that's why he's number 11. Anyway, Arthur Miller. Number 10, Christopher Durang. Mm-hmm. I wanted ah, him to be higher, but. But the, of all the others are just so profound, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So number mm-hmm. 10 is Durang. Number nine, Paula Vogel. <gasps> wow. She's a little low. No. We'll keep going. Okay. I'll show you. Yeah. I'll buy my time. Okay. Paula Vogel. Number eight, Tracy Letts. Mm. I um. thought he was going to be higher, and I could, it just didn't happen. So you'll see why. Number seven, Annie Baker. Number okay. six, Anton Chekhov. Mm-hmm. Mm. How's everybody feel about that? Are we angry? Are we okay with that? He's no, right I'm me. just okay. listening I think that, and comparing you know, based to my on, list.
2: <laughs> based on, you know, um, the criteria that you talked about, that we talked about before, like, I think that we're going to get three pretty different, different lists, lists although yeah. I'm pretty shocked at, at some similarities okay. right now. And here's my um, top five. Okay, hit it.
1: This is Bailey as a human. This is purely just like what hit me, what hits me, what stays with me, all those things. Number five, Carol Churchill. Number four, Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Number three, Beckett. Number two, Tony Kushner. And number one, I've decided, I've put my foot down. I sort of decided it in the Kane episode, but it is true. <laughs> this day, Sarah, the amazing Sarah Kane.
2: Ah, What a great thing. What oh, a list. Cool. Yeah. I'm hey, really hey.
1: proud of it. I'm really proud of Sarah Kane up top. I'm proud of... Uh, Kushner and Beckett and Sondheim and Churchill. My top five is a is a powerhouse. I'd love to sit in that circle and Weird. just talk. That's my top girls. That's a is good un. Carol Churchill's. Sond- Who are your top girls? <laughs> Who are your top girls, y'all?
3: Okay, eleven, Chekhov. Boo. Ten.
1: All the way at the bottom. <laughs> okay.
3: Ten Kushner. Wow. Nine Durang. <gasps>
1: Okay, yeah, Eight. we're right, we're close. Beckett. Yeah.
3: Seven, Sondheim. Six, Kane. Five, Churchill. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, we're the same. Okay.
3: <laughs> four, Baker. Three, Miller. Two, Letts. And one, Vogel.
1: Wow. Your number three was was who?
3: Number three was Arthur Miller.
1: Wow. Wow! Wow! Behold, Are you offended by me putting him at eleven, or do you feel like listen? If That's really high for Arthur Miller. I'm just surprised. I'm surprised.
3: Okay. Well, I said I had things to say about Arthur Miller, and yeah. I will do an abbreviated version now. It was okay. reading all of his plays. It was the surprise of Incident at Vichy, and then yeah. honestly, it was that fucking biography that was on HBO,
1: <gasps> right? With that interviews
3: with him, daughter and made, right. I mean I knew I knew he was a prof- prolific playwright that everyone knows him really well blah 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 I know all this stuff but like he just seemed like such an amazing person too wow. yeah and I was just so I was so taken by him as a person as an artist as a human being and I, that that will forever like flavor his plays for me from now on
1: Oh my goodness I I mean I'm I'm That's amazing, and I commend you. (laughs) But number three is high. I'm with you. I'm with you. No hate, no judgment. That's that's, that's great. But I love that you had Baker up high. She's number four, yeah? Yes. That's great. Um, I was hoping somebody would have her up there because she's one of those that she's obviously stuck with me. The flick is, like, on my top ten plays maybe of all time now, Um, and it's – she mm. was
3: telling stories that I really cared about. Yeah. And she was telling stories about people that I know and care about. Yeah. And like I compared her to like Churchill. Um yeah. I felt a little bad putting her ahead of Churchill, but Baker's plays, like I I continue, I read more than we right. were supposed to for her because I remember I just got into her plays and was right. like I want to read this one.
1: I remember that. Yeah. So I mean that's great. I mean, you know, Carol Churchill at number five I think is legit. Chekhov being at your at the bottom for you is interesting. And it's actually made me and not just because of your list, but the way you're talking about, it. it's made me wonder if I want to switch Chekhov and Baker as my six and seven. Well, like, and here's make Baker six and Chekhov seven. I don't know. Well,
3: here's my take on Chekhov. It's going to kind of probably be my same take on Shakespeare for the next series. Um, I, I understand the value in them. I love those works. Sure. I was surprised at how much I learned and enjoyed during our Chekhov mini series. Yeah. But I, I It is hard to do good Chekhov and good Shakespeare, and there's sure. so much bad Absolutely. out there. Agreed. And they're not exactly fun sit-down reads either. That's true. Are there iconic characters in both of their plays that I'm dying to play? Of course. I still love their stuff. They're a reason why they're still around. It's just... Right. Yeah, I've got that little conflicting thing about... And, and I mean... People don't study it anymore. The amount of people that I've talked to that they're like, oh, I hate Shakespeare. I don't understand it. I've never even attempted. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And, and Shakespeare is such a beast, and Chekhov as well, in the way that exactly what you're saying, it's so easy to just step and shit or to step on stage and just, you know, jerk off all over the place and none of it mean anything. And. So in terms of production, I think you're right. I would put Chekhov lower in terms of like productions I've seen or been a part of. Um, but just just from the reads and what they did for me, it it lives a little higher. But I totally understand it. Right. Um, I'm just giving you a hard time for fun. No, um, no, You're
3: welcome to like what you want, Bailey.
1: I hate all of them, and I just want to read. I just want to read. Your my... subjective
2: opinion is incorrect.
1: <laughs> It's my, one of my favorite
2: thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Okay, Scott, let's go. Let's hear okay, the fucking we go. thing. Okay.
2: Okay, I want to start off the first one and I, I want to do a little I need to do a little explanation cuz this is actually more of an asterisk than it is a number 11. Okay. Um and that's Sarah Kane. <gasps> and uh, yeah, <sighs> it, it, it's because she's <sighs> she, she's a little beyond this list for me in that <sighs> It, it It is no disrespect. And a matter of fact, it's the opposite. Punch it's that wood. it's, it's not, it's not, don't take it that way. Cause I think all, all, all of what she did was amazing. And I think that the, the tragedy is, is that we didn't get to see her at her full. I think yep. we just saw phase one. So phase two in her thirties would have leveled us. Not that her work already hasn't leveled us, but um I'm i almost i head. i wrote my note that was i don't want to rank her because i don't want to believe that we won't ever get any more from her um oof, my voice is breaking a little bit I, so, I just feel like I'm she was pulling I, the
1: knife out of my lungs yeah no no <sighs>
2: this is not a disrespect at all it was i was i'm so hard it's like jimmy hendrix jimmy yeah. hendrix only gave us three albums and he did it by the time he was 27 years old,
1: but Hendrix is is at the top of a lot of people's lists.
2: Sure, no, and, and I mean, again, I but I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't rank him like he's it. he's an asterisk astros- for me too. There, there's something that's so magical about Sarah Kane that we didn't get the rest of it because of tragedy. And if please, if you're suffering from depression or anything, please please seek help.
1: Yes. Um, Definitely, but, but let's say this: I think for the same reason is it's almost like it's just difference of of person really is that I, I think that's the same reason she is at the top for me where I'm like, there is an Fair. alternate timeline where she wrote b- plays that changed the fucking universe. You know right. what I mean? So it's like right. hard not to negate. It's hard to negate that in my brain, but I totally see it on the other end. But now that uh, my lungs are filling with blood, <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that yeah, puncture
2: no, <laughs> there's no disrespect to any, I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of these folks. Um, so let me quickly go through these, and then we can right. go into deeper dives. Okay. Uh, number ten, Christopher. And keep in mind that my my criteria was how it how they impacted me, and how they've endured, where they sit in terms of longevity and yep. potential longevity. Okay. Uh, so number ten was Christopher Durang. I Same loved everything. Me. I you know yeah we had a couple similar ones here. Um, so number 10, Christopher Durang. Um, I love his stuff it was far more personal than I remembered it. Um, it, it, everything was rad. Uh, number nine is Paula Vogel. Yep, um, same. I, wow. if, if I had a criticism and this is like a, a, a dopey criticism is that, uh, I just think that th- there's some inconsistency, like in terms of the quality of some of the stuff or the weight of some of the stuff, but it's all minor shit. Um, number eight, Annie Baker, mm-hmm. uh, number seven, Arthur Miller, number six, Tracy Letts. Ah,
1: I figured Miller would be higher for you. Okay. I, this is, it, it was, y'all it are was, blowing my mind with the Miller stuff. I know, right? I know, I know,
2: I know. Again, and like all these, like, and then when you see my, you know, number six is Tracy Letts. Yeah. Um, Tracy was a hard one for me because I, I, I can't quite put where he's gonna be if he's yeah. gonna break more towards an arthur miller right and i feel that arthur miller we might be getting to the end of his endurance if that mm. makes sense Agreed. like people yeah. are still doing death of a salesman but
1: it's but we felt to that become... in the episode yeah we we yeah. felt that we were sort of like yeah this might be the end of this era because it's no one's nostalgic for that time anymore right Area of a time yeah
2: um and i i feel similar about tracy letts i sure. think that because he's so character focused and so story focused. Certainly August. Uh, I can see in 50 years, people still doing August Osage County right. and yeah. uh, all that. Here's my top five. Ready? Yep. Yes. Tony Kushner. Boom. Um, number four, Stephen Sondheim. Hey, same. Number three is Carol Churchill. And mm. there's a little bit of a gap. My, my top three or uh, there's a little bit of a gap before you hit four. I think Carol Churchill's operating on a different fucking level of just sheer intellect in her work, the, the smartness of her work, and the very the, the varied stuff. Like when I had to go and dig in all that French philosophy shit about the the, <laughs> the penal system. Like right. I'm just <laughs> like just for one play, I'm like, god damn, she is clicking on different things. When you talk about Cloud Nine, and you talk about Top Girls, and you talk about you know stuff like the Stryker and and yeah. and Far Away, and some of those other things, those are plays that can and will be revisited for a very long time,
0: mm-hmm. and right. have
2: different like you know, the fact that in Cloud Nine she's very very much playing with the idea of memory and nostalgia and how we perceive time periods. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right. that you know it'll be revisited. Next up is is, is uh, Chekhov. Yes, I've seen plenty of bad productions of it,
3: uh, mm-hmm. of,
2: of Chekhov, without question. And stuff is challenging in, in, in so many ways, but he changed the game. And I, I, I wanted to acknowledge the changing of the game that, you know, that, that, that foray into quote unquote realism that he hit and changed how we would perceive characters he was also starting to i mean along with ibsen um was starting to write women characters in a way that certainly male playwrights hadn't until that time and we didn't have unfortunately tragically enough female playwrights so Mm -hmm. and then number one is beckett and i think that a i was again surprised revisiting these plays how much i loved them how much they affected me how much i they struck me differently than certainly when i was a kid or in college and that that kind of thing the thing about beckett is that beckett all these plays godot can be done in 200 years and it doesn't matter because it's timeless right and that he was working on a universal level talking about philosophical big existential things and then he was going and dealing and going through therapy Shout yes. out CJ that he was dealing with his, that he, he was dealing with fixing himself as much as dealing with the big and the small, and that, and that he reached, that he changed the rules. That in the middle of the century after the war, that he went, you know what, realism, no, 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 we don't need that. And I can tell stories um, and have characters that deal with far more human things. Um, and that's why he's my number
3: one. Oh, Right on. No, I that's figured great. We might put Beckett at the top there. Yeah, like I figured
1: Chekhov or Beckett, and then when they were your top two, I was like, yeah, And let me be clear that my top
2: three are Churchill, Chekhov, and Beckett, and yep. then then there's a little bit of a gap before we get to the rest because I just they're thin, all three of them. All the first of all, all these playwrights and my two co-hosts are way smarter than I am, but I'm always that's knocked for out. sure. <laughs> but I've always kidding. knocked out when I'm when somebody affects my brain and my
1: heart and my gut at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, Um, guys. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean, we don't have to go yet, but I just want to say how you're feeling. Is there, you know, we we've we've had a lot of um, things that we've shouted out. We we definitely want people to uh, get help if you need it. If you're in any type of way, uh, uh, depression, anxiety, just needing someone to talk to, uh, suicidal thoughts, anything like that. Also. Black Lives Matter, also wearing masks, also the Marsha P. Johnson Foundation, like all these things that we've really pushed this trans um, lives matter, trans lives matter. Like it's a huge part of um, theater and artists and the world that we're in. And if you don't agree, then um, we don't necessarily need you listening to this podcast. And I'm just going to be straight up about that because (laughs) this is a podcast for for theater artists and nerds and you really can't be a part of the theater world unless you are about love and change and um, inclusivity inclusive yeah. i mean i
2: think that you know um i watched this weird documentary about this painter the other day and the same thing applies in terms of art inclusivity has to be at I think at the forefront, and then you can talk about whatever else, right? You can have criticisms. It's, you know, there, I had a debate the other day with a friend about how conservative cons- you can't have a conservative stand up comedian. The conservatives mm-hmm. can't be good at art. I fundamentally don't believe that, um, right. but you do have to start out with the inclusivity that if you don't have everybody in the room, then you can't talk to me about lowering taxes or smaller federal government, right. um, you know, have everybody in the room and then we'll have the talk.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this has been pretty a pretty exciting season in general. We've had some ups and downs, and a lot of listeners gained. Um, but one thing that we've been sort of lacking because of mostly because of COVID, because we couldn't have guests that we really wanted to, and we couldn't. And there were some scheduling issues and things like that. And we feel like three white people sitting around talking about playwrights of color is not always the greatest thing to listen to. So because we're aware of that. Next season, we've got a lot of guests on the books, and we're super yeah. excited about it. And that has Can't allowed wait. us to do a bunch of playwrights of color next season, and mm-hmm. as well as just like playwrights that we don't have a lot of um, things in common with, but that we know people who do, and we, we want to bring them in. So, can, can I give some shout outs some things we're doing next season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wish you would. Um, next season, we are going to be tackling August Wilson. We're going to do Lorraine Hansberry. And we are having someone on, Catherine Washington, huge (laughs) shout out to her, who actually has legitimate six degrees of separation, except it's, like, one degree of separation from her and has, like, memorabilia of hers and and, and and knows her. Her family knows her personally. It's crazy. Um, so that's going to be an amazing thing. We have also just like for fun, we're doing people like Rodgers and Hammerstein. We're doing Sarah mm. Rule. We're doing Lynn Nottage. We're having Teddy Trice on who we did our artist spotlight for. He chose Lynn Nottage. That's the Lynn, one he really wants. Lynn
3: Nottage was at the Macy's Day Parade yesterday. No She way. was.
1: Yes, she was. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. He was
3: elected, what, mermaid queen? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Good for
2: you, Lynn. We love you. <laughs> yeah, it was I, great. I, I, I'm cooking and drinking, and uh, uh, Brian Krasner, my roommate, friend of the pod. I uh, was pot. just like, "Fucking Onage is on TV." Hey, what? That's crazy. That's yeah, amazing. This, this was she
1: was at the Oregon Shakespeare Fest doing Sweat when I, or like, mm-hmm. um, uh, when Sweat was going on. She was there, but I didn't see her. I never got to like interact with her or see her in the same room. But I knew she was in the same town as me, and that felt really cool. We're doing uh, a bunch of really fun things. Oh, David Henry Huang who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, M. M Potterfly will be the name of that episode. (laughs) Okay. Um, Um, All right, calm down. Okay, fuck. Yeah, uh, no, we're doing some great ones. Uh, Schaffer, Susan Laurie Parks... Pinter, Shanley, Shepard—it's oh, gonna be Shanley. an insane season. We are tackling Ooh, Shepard. a oh, holy Shepard. Holy shit! That one's gonna be crazy. Damn. Uh, that's actually the first thing we're opening with in season two—is Sam Shepard. So, <laughs> oh, prep for that. Oh, we're doing do no we have ga- a guest schedule. We for don't. That one? We're, we're gonna do the three of us, unless y'all have somebody. But uh, I might have somebody really fucking okay. cool. I'm into it. Um, We're going to have as many guests as possible next season to uh, make sure that y'all are getting some other perspectives. Because, you know, sometimes just the three of us nerding out isn't always the most diverse opinion uh, on things. Because sometimes we uh, all agree and then nothing matters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What else? You got any other thoughts? Any other things y'all want to talk about this is our platform we can do anything we want all day what do you want to
2: say i i just want to say thank you to both of you and thank you for everybody listening and thank you to all the Friends and family that we've hassled about leaving reviews and <laughs> ranking us and all that kind of stuff, it
1: really does help. It, it really, really does, does help. help, and, and it uh, doesn't
2: take any time, just hit no, subscribe, just, just press a button. Um, but this has been an experience. I mean, again, we 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 came up with this, you know, messed up, fucked up one night, uh, or over the course of many nights, and the fact that it's uh, it's given me something to focus on during. This pandemic has been uh fantastic and and hopefully uh, given some y'all something to listen to yeah you time. know yeah. and it's um you know i think theater when we can all get back to this and you know the questions of whether or not. It'll be the same. I hope it's not the same. Like a lot of me is like, mm, let's right. break down some of these. You know, uh, I need seventy-five grants and five millionaires to right. sign off on this play before I even begin workshopping it. Right. Uh, and you know, taking some How bigger about some
3: cubes. How about just some cute Yeah, you spend Theater less cubes. money
2: spend spend less money uh, and take more risks, uh, is mm-hmm. what I say. Ooh, that's um, good. I think it's important you know, we're as we get back in and things start opening up and we start um, really focusing on our LA theater scene uh-huh. um, and what's going on in the theater scene and all that. Send us word about what's going on in your community. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're in Please. St. Louis or you know a suburb of, of wherever of Jacksonville and you were like uh, I'm, we're doing we're getting ready to do our production of Assassins like let us know about that stuff uh, we'll give you a shout out and we too often think about theater in terms of new york city right and it's mm-hmm. fucking great and i'm not knocking it at all guys
1: i was on the phone with um spectrum internet today and the guy said uh where do you work and i said i work at the pasadena playhouse and he said oh my gosh is that a theater and i said yeah and he said well i live in south carolina and we have a great theater scene here and let me tell you about it we ended up talking for 15 minutes it's about uh, the theater scene in south carolina so like it's it. everywhere true. it's
2: true and and um I think oftentimes, um, for various reasons, we don't spend enough time um, celebrating uh, art in those smaller areas and smaller right. cities. And uh, you know, Bailey, you've done a great job of,
1: of hyping uh, Kansas City and, and and Kansas City. I'm telling you, there's some beautiful things going on there. Everybody you know, should check goes, it out. Yeah, you know. and, and everywhere Louis though, too, and that's- St. Louis rap. St. Louis rep. Absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's Shakespeare festivals everywhere, y'all. Almost every state has something either closely related to a Shakespeare festival or like a Shakespeare in the park. Everyone has it. Alabama Shakes is doing incredible. Alabama Shakes is doing and has been incredible and has been for decades. Yeah. Yeah, And they're they're incredible. I have friends who um, who, you know, came up there uh, doing theater and just they're incredible. They're highly trained professionals there. You can be anywhere. And you can do incredible stuff. So just be aware of that. We had one review, a new review. Um, CJ, would you mind pulling that up and reading it? That'd be nice. nice. That's a good way to end. It. I will say we got a four star. We got a four star, which we've we've asked for it. We said, give us one stars if you want to. We just want we just want ratings. Someone gave a four star, but they didn't leave a review. So I'm like, what's that star? What's that one star? What's
2: that one star What music? is that?
0: Friend?
1: Like uh, let us know. Oh. All you had to do was say, Hey, hey, I don't I don't love it because of this thing, but I gave you four because you're my friends. Or you guys I didn't like whatever. company, so I'm yeah. gonna... <laughs> Hey, listen, well CJ I didn't, didn't... like And life is exactly. company. Life <laughs> is company it's Life probably the way that y'all talked about Les Mis. I mean, it's, that's probably what happened. <laughs> to be fair, uh, to be
2: fair you, we were talking um, about the movie. Uh, and
1: uh,
3: I like, <laughs> partially about the play. Yeah, separate entity. Uh, uh, CJ, uh, can you get that? Uh, right yes, before? it's right here in me. Okay. Um It's always a great time listening to this crew joke and discuss a vast array of artists with their offbeat and always dynamic opinions. They fuel my mind to think differently solid listen well nice. that's
1: very kind it yeah. sounds like someone who either knows us or is a writer of like buzzfeed articles that's very nice <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it yeah i love for buzzfeed to pick us pick no that us was a nice something. that was yeah, just yeah. a nice uh right does, does it have a name should we read the name is that it's
3: jack j j a c c i is that jackie jc Probably, jackie kate yep.
1: Jackie Kate. Mm, that doesn't strike a bell
2: with me, but
1: uh, uh, no, I know exactly I'm who that is. Hard. But I'm I also... always hate saying like we know the person who wrote the oh. review, because, <laughs> yeah. but I know exactly who it is. Shout out to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Um, yeah, that sucks. Uh... I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so name, horrible.
2: Hard. I'm so horrible at people's tags. Like to this yeah. day, like for for five years. I've been tagging CJ on Instagram, but I'm always like, God damn, what's her fucking what is it? What's it's, her- the it's the
1: Vagistrate. It's the Vagistrate. Come on.
2: Um and uh what did I what was the joke the other day? I was like, Oh, I gotta text CJ and I didn't. Uh oh, uh on Her Majesty's Secret Service what was the joke <laughs> I a the other day. I was like, Oh,
1: that's a I good one. I love that. That's a good one. Incredible stuff. <laughs> um yeah, we appreciate the reviews. They really do just like they they help boost us and um, get more people listening and learning about theater and talking about theater because that's really all that fucking uh, matters. Yeah. So is that it? Are we done? Is yeah, I think. Season? Well,
2: well, I'm this done. isn't the end of our first
1: season. That's true. We have the one end more of episode. our
2: second season will be next week. Do we want to say what it is? I
1: mean, yeah, it's I not mean, a so... secret. Technically, next the next couple weeks, uh, maybe even three. I hope not. I'd like to keep it to two episodes. Um, we're going to be covering, a, uh, doing some deep dives on Shakespeare's comedies. We're just going to choose a few of them, read through them, talk about them, have a little bit of fun. This is more just. Uh, for so that we have something to keep putting out um, uh, uh, through the holidays, so that you're not left without some delicious theater theater juices in your brain. Um, was that gross, or was that? My, I don't
3: know. I, it. I don't was know. It, it
1: was kind of hot, right?
2: No, there's um, some, there's some oh. great Shakespeare stories to share, and <clears throat> and it's fucking Shakespeare. It's fucking it's Shakespeare. Fucking, I have a king. lot of
3: Shakespeare stories. He's I do too. He's yeah, we I have do a lot too. To we all do. You know, and not we're gonna, all
1: good. No, not it's not all, all good. good. And we're my gonna...
3: worst stage gaffe was during Hamlet.
1: Oh, perfect. Oh. We're gonna. We got. We got stories on stories. She's got a two gents story. I've never. Oh, heard and I got a two gents story. Yeah. All day. Um. <laughs> oh, I got until a great then, summer story. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thanks, well, guys. Been. it's been amazing. We'll be back. Uh, to do the Shakespeare stuff. And then we probably won't be back until January with our Sam Shepard episode. So we might find some little mini-sodes we can throw in, maybe an interview or two, just so you have something to keep you mm-hmm. going. But we're not mm-hmm. going to do a full episode again until then. So we'll miss you. Fucking love you. Happy New Year and holidays and all the good things. Uh, hope Take care you... of
3: yourselves. Take care of each other, y'all. Yeah.
1: Ha- hope you had a restful Thanksgiving and also um, – uh, w- understood that it's a bullshit holiday that uh, uh that basically celebrates the genocide of a people of america so i hope that you understand that and uh that's probably not a good way to end our podcast but i love <laughs> you <laughs> it's just we can singing. cut it out bailey, but also bailey, I say bailey, bailey just starts triple singing. it triple it <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's wait just can you cut singing, it yeah. and put it at the beginning and have me say that so that that's how we started off. Um, and I love you guys so much. Really this has been a fucking great year. Yeah.
3: Love you. Love All y'all. Right. I'd rather be sailing. <sighs> yes, I would. you would rather be sailing on an open
1: sea.
3: I'd stand there in Haley. Come on, Scott. This is a great musical.
1: No. Popular. It's, it's, I wanna be popular. popular. <laughs> if I were a rich man, I don't need no, I don't dig it, I don't. The theater, the theater. Bring it out, Louise.
0: Theater, theater to be